Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 369 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. Hello, Flo. Hi, Andy. Oh, I really want to be at your level right now. With <laughs> Even if your level was artificial for this podcast, I want to be at your artificial level. <laughs> well, I do have help from, uh, uh, again, uh, a, a caffeinated, carbonated uh, diet beverage, so... Everything but the, my I'm, iced I'm, coffee is worn off by this hour, and oh. if I drink any more, then I'm gonna be up all night. Which, and we don't do that anymore. Not in my age. No, no, no. Yeah, I heard I, it comes back to you in your forties, but I'm not there yet. So, <laughs> I, I, I see. I've been trying to cut out like caffeine, like after, but I'll, I'll, I'll have like a nightcap soda. If yeah, I, yeah, but, yeah. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to cut it off. But and but and fortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, I still have some more work to do after we finish the podcast because tomorrow's a, tomorrow's a radio day, and I don't oh. want and I, I want to give myself leave myself as little to do as possible tomorrow morning because I do have to like commute into town, uh, and so I'm allowing myself this also because uh, also because again, it is hot. It is freaking hot. It is so freaking hot, and so okay. just this cold I, beverage is I helping know. me a lot. <laughs> I know it's hot. I have to say, I, you'll notice I'm wearing layers right now. Uh, I am not hot. I am actually in a very, not a bad climate. It's about 75 degrees with a nice, considerable wind right now outside. So it's it's chilly. And uh, the windows are open to also cool down the house. But I have to say, I feel for everybody right now in the rest of the United States and uh, most of Europe because I believe most of Europe is currently also go- undergoing yeah. the, uh, the, I mean, the tarmac is melting in the UK. So, uh, on TikTok and other companies are say, like can't keep their servers running. Yeah, exactly. And Gizmodo did write about that this week. But I have to say, I am just feeling solidarity, I guess, or just like finally. <laughs> Because I've been dealing with all these stupid fires for years and years now. And it just, it's been feeling like, oh, it's just me that disaster is happening to. It's like here. And then, you know, obviously the subways keep getting like flooded in New York. So that's been happening too. But this feels like more of a collective, like understanding of the kind of beep that we're in. <laughs> so... I just beeped us. I, you know, I, I want to say what I want to say, but I also don't want to like immediately bring our podcast to that mood. So indeed. that's why I use the beep. Okay, yeah. that's because I, I was going to give you the option saying it would be funny if we just asked Jim to please superimpose, please actually like censor that word, even though you just said beep. But actually, it's probably in in light of what you just said, it's more funny that you decided that you made the conscious <laughs> choice to to <laughs> make that noise rather than make that word. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to take us there, but I, I do want to <laughs> say I I feel where you guys are all coming from right now. I'm really sorry to everybody experiencing it right now. It really sucks. It's gonna come back to me. We still have really bad heat in the afternoon here. Um, it's, but it it sucks. A lot of stuff sucks, which is why we have so much escapism. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I, so I, I, I just before, just before the show, so I'm I'm sitting down and I'm wearing for creating the the visual theater of the air for our listeners. Uh, I am wearing like one of like four or five shirts that always come out when it is this hot, and I have to mm-hmm. say it is actually a a, a it's me in my shorts drawer. Because I well, hate shorts. Yeah, and I know. See, that's a, you're, I'm, we're on the same page. So this is my uh, Pawtucket Red Sox minor league uh, jersey, which 
uh, is just a thin sort of like they would call it performance uh, fabric because ooh, it wicks the moisture away. It's actually just like a cheap like polyester shirt. But the, but the, but the thing is like it just doesn't feel <laughs> like it lets the air get right to you, uh, and I'm and you can't and you can't see that I'm wearing like uh, very very conservative shorts, but shorts nonetheless. And I, I've I considered like not not as though like we dress up for each other, but I thought oh man, but you've been wearing this like for two days straight because because the other the the other like lightweight shirts you have are like are need to be washed and like should I just can you just make maybe eh, and I'm like ah, it is too hot and she will understand so if this, so this led me to like a, if, if to a question that I think we should discuss so okay now. Uh, what is socially acceptable in a video chatter? Which is more most most socially acceptable? Um, it's a, again a hot day. The the person in this chat does not have air conditioning, so it's really really hot in the office where they are. Um, as I as I have done, I normally have uh, this nice tornado fan. That's whoa that's, whoa whoa whoa. That's, that's I'm gonna apologize to Jim yeah. for you for doing that to his ears. <laughs> Well, I'm just. I just want to show you that I'm, I've got that fan turned off, so I don't even have like the benefit of like my 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 usual desk fan. And so, what what of these three scenarios would be the most socially acceptable or palatable for me in the situation? Would somebody rather see a? You can see me like absolutely drenched in my shirt, like I'm wearing I'm wearing appropriate like business casual casual Vimeo video sort of attire but you can see that i'm just pitting this this shirt out um and i'm dripping with sweat Ops, that's option a option b i'm just saying you know what i'm just not wearing a shirt at all because that's the only way i can possibly be comfortable and or option c now because I, I can see how that would create problems but option c let's say that i want to I, I really am committed to going with the no shirt to cool off but i say you know what it would justify my not wearing a shirt if instead of being in the office with a good camera and the microphone i just took the laptop out to the backyard and was like in the pool or in the hot tub so i'm, I'm shirtless but it, contextually speaking it's not like i'm hanging out shirtless inside my office for this chat i happen to be in the pool and of course people often men often have their shirts off in the pool which of the three do you think would be the most appropriate maybe they're all inappropriate but which is the which would shock you the least which would say you know what i'll give him that it was 93 degrees at 11 p.m uh probably the pool yeah the pool one because i see i, I put on the clothing just for the call and then as soon as the call is done, as soon as I flip down this little little thing, yeah. <laughs> my little shield, that I just immediately I'm just like, Bleh. I'm in my ratty tank top <laughs> and some biker shorts with a hole in them. Like, I don't care. I'm so hot. But I just I still need to wear something because yeah. I don't want to walk around in my in my chonies. And also, I just have to say that while you were talking about that reminded me of how I had to put a diaper on Mona this morning because we are potty trading her right now. <laughs> and she wanted to be in her daddy's lap while he was on his video call. Okay. And I had to struggle with her and say, Mona, you can't show up naked on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yes, the pool. I, yeah, I would okay. I would allow the pool. Okay. <laughs> I, I, see, I was going there because, again, I've, I have seen people who are who don't don't understand the concept of hey if you know that you're just going to be sweating through your shirt wear a dark that's why you have like the navy blue shirt and you have the the, the black shirt exactly you get something dark that you could put on for right. the half an hour zoom call 
Um, I would also advise you to just find air conditioning. <laughs> see this that, another that's, yeah. See that, that that's my option. problem because at least okay, at least like pre end of days uh, disaster uh, climate change. Like I'm used to, we'll get like maybe two heat waves, like three days of above 90 degree right. weather in the summer. And yeah. I feel like I can get through two or three days of, of this kind of heat, especially because I have these nice like Vornado, mm-hmm. like room circulators that are just amazingly good. Uh, it's just, but I will admit that by day three, I'm very, very grumpy and very, very sweaty. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, you should get a wind. I, get a wind. I, I don't care. This gonna, I'm going to need like a 10,000 BTU, like, uh, like Walmart warehouse cooler grade uh uh unit to get to, to cool the space i'm tired of being hot being hot uh so yeah this is the hottest i've seen you since we've been doing this podcast together and you know we see each other weekly so we've seen each other through a lot of weather through a lot of fires <laughs> through a lot of storms you we've even seen each other through an earthquake here on my end um and actually you also had an earthquake on your yep. end right <laughs> not at the same time because that that would be biblical that would be if we, we just we would, we would have we, to take a week off, meet privately, regroup about the direction of the show. Just a week off? That's very American of us to only well, take no, a week I'm, off. I'm after trying to say we need, we need some time off the air to discuss. Like, do is this going to be a thing that we should again? Do we feel the hand of God? Oh yes, hope being yes. raised. <laughs> well, I was thinking you could just like plotting out climate change from our podcast alone would do so much. For science, I'm just saying, because the anecdotal experiences of ours just <laughs> are so vital to the combating of climate change. Not not the fact that Kylie Jenner has a jet plane <laughs> that takes her oh, 40 miles in three minutes. <laughs> Apparently, she does this multiple times a week. Yeah, because, hey, <laughs> who, who, who wants to be in, a, in the back of an air-conditioned luxury car for 40 minutes? When you can have a, an airplane fly Driving you there in through three all minutes. those beautiful mountains and canyons, because uh, you do eventually get some beautiful mountains when you exit that LA. Anyway, anyway, anyway. as you can see, folks, climate change is on our minds greatly. Uh, but the good news is, again, we have things to distract us. We have things to distract us. Um, but so yeah, actually, we have a really good show today. I, I did want to get to one thing though, because this is the reason why I have to. Uh, I mentioned that I'm I've got radio tomorrow, so I'm just going to be like making my Uh-oh. My, my own my. Sh- oh, uh, I just uh, looked at the show notes. I'm I'm foreshadowing. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, it's, it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good show tomorrow. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but like, so I already wrote the show doc. So usually, like uh, the morning of uh, or the night before, I will then like transfer like uh, the essentially the briefing papers that I write for like the regular hosts into like just a cheat sheet for myself with like proper names, numbers, anything that I want to quote. So I don't have to like memorize and I don't, and I don't have to, I don't, I, I know that I always do that sort of thing where, well, cause you know, one plus one equals, okay. Damn it. I, I'm pretty sure it's two, but I should double check that before I say that out loud. Cause I don't want to be so. Yeah. Yep, so, yep. so, uh, so now, uh, last so I, we, I think I said the last last time was the first time that I'd done it like right actually at the studio since the uh, at WGBH mm-hmm. and the Boston Public Library since the since COVID and so it was, it was the first time I was using this new iPad as to hold my cheat sheets. I've been normally previously I've been using my Chromebook or my, my Pixel book, and which is fine because I normally use Google Docs to create that cheat sheet for myself. It's not what I write like the the, the show notes for everybody else for, but that's what I do. And I last week it really hit home to me how much the Google Docs experience sucks on an iPad. 
just and I don't mean that oh there are little, some little quirks that are kind of hard to get used to. I'm saying that like if you use the Google Docs app, it will not have you let you do a split screen. It will like because what I want to be I I want to be able to have like two two Google Docs windows open at the same time. Last time, so I taken a, I taken a lot of notes for whatever reason in a Google Doc for and said no. Normally in, in the iPad OS, you can just simply you know, click on the click on the, the the app icon at the bottom and say oh yeah create create a new instance of this or create a new window from this app. And Google Docs will not let you do that. And that's on top of the Google Docs app not being able to do hmm. what seems like half of what uh, the web experience does and for. For some reason, Google Docs really not wanting you to access the web experience by opening it inside Chrome because it will just kick you into like a promo page for for the app. And so, as I, <laughs> oh I, my god, that's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm serious. I, you, I would have, I, I kept looking for a button that said no, thank you, thank you for asking me to download the Google Docs app. Please just open this in like you're in the you are the Chrome browser. I assume you know how to and how to run uh, Google Workspace inside. Just open it as nope. There's no button for that. It's like, of, of course he's going to want to run the app. Why would he want to run it inside Chrome? And so, and so last time, I'm trying to get around this. I'm also occurring to me that, gee, there, there's a difference between the notes that you make like for writing and the notes that you make for speaking. Because sometimes when you're speaking, mm-hmm. it's like, no, I want to be able to, if I desperately need to know this this person's name, how to pronounce it and their title, like I don't know if I'm going to need it, but if I need it, I want to be able to find it immediately that's why you take out the pencil and then you, you set the set the thickness to way way thick you set the redness to way red and mm. you double triple circle it and put stars around it which is something you could do on the ipad but you can't do in google docs so it occurred to me that maybe i should drop google docs for like my cheat sheet notes and switch to this to, to uh, the ipads like built-in notes app which can do all that stuff and might be easier to work with if I don't want to leave. If as long as my preparation doesn't leave the Apple domain, which is possible. But what? And I'm probably I'm going to try that tonight to see how that works. But what gets at me is that I'm not asking Google to like totally reconceptualize all the principles upon which they've based Google Workspaces and the Google Docs app. I'm just saying, please be just as competent and iPad-like as the first app that any 12-year-old child writes in Swift. For, for the iPad, you know, they're, they're, they're too clever for their own good. They get all this, these features for uh, iPad creators get like so many features for the apps for free that will take advantage of everything the iPad can do. But they're like, Google seems to have said, no, we, we want you to pretend that it's 2003 and you got like your dad's laptop as a hand-me-down four years ago. And you're not sure if you've got enough RAM to use upper and lower case in this document. That's what it feels like. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to start anything. Okay? Don't take this the wrong way, but (laughs) is this a Google problem or is this an Apple problem? I am asking that sincerely because I'm trying to understand. Is this a Google issue or is Apple doing something here? That's That it doesn't, you know, work with. That's a good question, particularly where Apple's concerned. Um... I would say it's a Google problem, and here's why. Like, yes, if uh, if you if if you were to invite, I'm not, I'm not gonna say you. I'm gonna say if if a friend, uh, a good friend, invited me to uh, to like dinner at their house and never been to their house before, and okay. like I'm I ring the doorbell holding my like bottle of port wine or my deluxe parcheesi kit or whatever it is I'm bringing as a hey thank you so let's, thanks for inviting me to dinner present, and they open the door. 
and I see that it is an absolute. There's, there's, it's so filthy. I'm look. I'm expecting to like hear and see chickens walking around. That's how like disgusting like the housekeeping is. And they very politely <laughs> hand it pulled. Oh, 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 uh, we uh, take uh, take off your shoes. We don't allow people to wear shoes inside the house. I would not be. I would not fight that. I would say, look, your house, your rules. If your tradition is that you take off your shoes before, like you enter the house, that's fine. It does, even if it doesn't make sense to me, that's I, I. I show you respect by honoring the rules that you have created for this space that you have created for yourself. Okay. And I feel yeah. as though it's this. It's a similar thing when Google says. Uh, if Google's going to enter the house of iPad, they have to like create apps that are uh, that are iPad like. I'm not talking. I don't mean that they have to get rid of the the Material U interface and create an entirely new like experience. But if if the the rules for if if the expectation of a window is that you can split the window and have multiple instances, then it should do that. And if it is unusual for a web app to refuse to open as a web app. I also think that that is something that you should honor. I just, but you are right. That is a good point. And Apple, God knows, is not always great at saying, yeah, here's the Windows app utility for doing this. And we've made it look as much like an Apple app as possible. But that's just, I think that, I think they're shooting this, they run themselves in the foot because again, I am dropping Google, I'm considering dropping Google Docs for something, uh, an important mission critical thing that I do pretty much every week. And it's because of silly things that I think that they could just fix. It's just frustrating. Why can't you just fix it? It's just a little thing. Just fix it. Nothing, nothing simple. Nothing no, simple. No, I agree with you. Just fix it. <laughs> well, but uh, I, I've, I've, I've spoken to programmers who said, yeah, we would, we would like to like add this simple, like bold face feature. Like, imagine something simple as, oh, well, our text editor doesn't do bold face. Like, okay, let me explain like how, the, what the infrastructure of this app is. It, the first version was written in 1987. And although the world has come in a huge way in, in the past 30 to 40 years, much of our code base is based on the original 87 version. And if we were to sim- add boldface, uh, the, if, if we were to, uh, to support like the, the standard like font toolbar that is f- that comes that you can easily implement in any like Mac app or Windows app, we would have to totally throw out all of the text rendering stuff inside this app. To, and if we're going to do that, we'd have to rewrite the entire app from start to finish. And we are not willing to like get do a, a year's and a half's worth of work just to get boldface. And so that's why it's much easier for us to apologize to you for not doing boldface. Why is software like society? <laughs> Read into that how you. <sighs> Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Okay, well, let's get let's get on with the show. We, uh, again, really cool show today. Uh, pre-orders are now open today. On the, here, we're speaking on Thursday for uh, for the Pixel mm-hmm. 6a and the Pixel Buds Pro. Flo has a review of the first one, which is on Gizmodo, so she's going to talk about that. I can offer you needless anxiety over the Pixel Buds Pro. So we've got both products well, uh, well taken okay. care of. Uh, next, uh, Google apparently has taken a deep cleansing breath. It's placed its hand on its heart, it's aligned its chakras, commended its soul to God, and then found the internal courage to use the word glasses in public again. We kind of hope that that works out okay for it. Uh, and finally, we are somehow very happy for a friend who's taken a job at YouTube that might, in a, a, by virtue of fact, not be doable by any human. But we're wishing him the best because he's a great guy. All of that and more after this break. Well, as usual, if you have $449, uh, Google is willing to sell you a phone that is 
visually very similar to the one that you didn't have a thousand dollars for a few months ago, but is primarily fundamentally very nice, including that nice curly QA at the end of it. We're talking, of course, about the Pixel 6a, $449 available for pre-order starting pretty much the time that you listen to this. Uh, the look at the specs, it looks like to me as though Google has done its usual good job of saying, well, we got to get the price down to $450. What can we delete from the $1,000 version of the Pixel 6 that we don't think that people are going to miss? And what stuff do we absolutely have to keep? Uh, so, for instance, uh, this the, the 6A has a, a 60 hertz screen, whereas the others can go up to like 120 hertz. So, uh, uh, the the screen is not going to feel quite so responsive. Is, is is that what you thought when you when you were using it? Does it feel like I'm I'm used to that sort of oh, liquidness yeah. that you get on a modern phone? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, first of all, I have to say that um, I talked about you in the lead. Oh, for my review. Yes. I wrote, I know several extremely techie people in my life who have lived with the A-series for years, perfectly satisfied with what's in their hand, enough that they didn't feel compelled to spend the extra 200 or more <laughs> for the flagship Pixel. And of course, I was talking about you, but also uh, I was talking about somebody else, but also <laughs> I was mostly talking about you. Um, and I, I made an executive decision not to name drop you yesterday. <laughs> That's fine. So, <laughs> I just wanted you to know that. Okay, now that we got that out of the way. Um, yes. You know, a lot of things feel really smooth on the Pixel 6a, but there were times when I would go to those really, let's just say ad fill pages, you know, <laughs> and when you're on Chrome, when you're on Chrome, you don't really have the benefits that you would get from like DuckDuckGo, which would cut out all of that stuff and kind of help you have a smooth uh, web experience. So when you're on Chrome, you get to see all of the jagged aniness <laughs> sort of how i describe it uh but otherwise like you know i played games on it and it didn't seem like it was just 60 hertz so okay but but you do like it, it's hard because i live with 120 hertz every day yeah. and when i don't have it i notice it sort of immediately that that really is a big deal like more than i would like to admit because uh, it took me yeah. uh, years ago, it, I wasn't really aware of how big the perceptual difference in speed is between a high frequency display and a, a middle frequency display. It, it really, you can trick yourself and think, oh, it's this stupid slow, you know, like this was just made out of, is there, is there a tiny little hamster in a wheel powering this, this machine? And, and in fact, like the 6A has the exact same processor as my, uh, as my uh, Pixel 6 mm -hmm. Pro, but it would just feel slower because of like the half the frame rate. Um, I'm what I was wondering if that, if uh, uh, I was, I was looking at the specs earlier and one thing that it absolutely outclasses the six pro and the six on is like maximum battery life where it will, it will give uh, the max and oh, you're, you're, you're stifling a smile. So I know this is going to be good. Uh, but yeah. at least, at least in the, at least in the table, like if you, the maximum battery life, he said, italicizing the word maximum, is 72 hours compared with 48 hours on the other two. And by that, they means that if you want to essentially reduce this to the capabilities of a flip phone that you would get free like in 2002, I mean, but it would still play. It would still be a phone. It would still get text. You would still you still be able to light it up to get the time. Uh, that's not a small change. Now I was wondering if that was the the screen frequency that was giving it the, the the all that extra battery life. Oh boy! So I finally finished. Okay. By the way, I, I was doing a quick little scroll test between 
um, pages, uh, San Francisco Chronicle on Google Chrome. And yes, it's definitely stuttery on the Pixel 6a. But I will say uh, I actually need to go in and edit. So by the time, <laughs> hopefully, you listen to this podcast, my piece will have already be edited because I will do it first thing tomorrow morning uh, when my editors is in as well. 18 hours of streaming video. It lasted 18 hours mm. of streaming video at 83% brightness, which is we, uh, we tested 200 nits okay. of brightness. And that's... Um, if I look at my benchmarks at work, I'm not going to because I have to log into my work account and it's a whole thing. <laughs> you know, vibe shifting. <laughs> Don't want to kill the vibe. But if I recall correctly, that's like one of the longest. Yeah, that's one of the longest alongside the flagships. Yeah. I believe the Xiaomi uh, 10 Pro. Oh, God, I hope I'm getting the uh, model number right. That one had the longest battery life in all of the phones I've been testing this year. But that is a phone that you can't buy in yeah. the U.S. So it it was, I tested that phone just to kind of see what it was. So this is one of the longest battery lives. And it's pretty impressive because the battery pack that's in that Xiaomi is a 5,000 milliamp. And this is a 4,400 milliamp, mm -hmm. if I recall, which is a lot smaller. And that kind of worried me. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. But you're right. I actually kind of forgot about the refresh rate probably helping with that. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, because the, the 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 battery pack on the six pro and the and the six, they're not that they're they're larger, but not that much larger. So yeah, so yeah, they, 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 uh, as far as things that kind of concerned me, uh, I was concerned about the 128 gig cap for storage because to me that's yeah. that's like kind of borderline. Borderline, Andy, that's like nothing. Uh. If you are a meme fiend. <laughs> I actually wrote that in the review, but I am like, I save, it's really bad, but lately I've been saving everything on the internet. I downloaded all these scraper apps so I could download like Reddit videos yes, and like Instagram graphics that I want to like save. Maybe I, you know, I just want to have it in my repository. And so I always have a lot of stuff on my phone and I don't care. That's just the way I live my life. I don't care. <laughs> I like to stuff everything in there. Give me 256 minimum. I don't want any of this 128 shenanigans. Yeah. And by the way, no expansion slot. I did note that the the Samsung Galaxy A53, which is the model that you would likely compare to buying uh, to the Pixel 6a if you were not going for aesthetics, but going for that price point, that actually has a micro SD slot in its SIM tray, which is so helpful when yeah. you just are like me and you're a data hoarder. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I, I had I had to laugh because I'm I'm totally on the same page with you. It's like I'm I'm convinced for me and also for advice, just random advice for strangers that I don't I'm not allowed to ask questions about what's important to them. I always think that if you're gonna shovel money into like any one feature when you're when you're doing the build to order or whatever, like storage is always gonna be king yes. because I, it's it's the reason why I just <laughs> you know. I, it, it was painful to spend that much money for my iPad Pro. It was painful to spend that much money for the Pixel 6 I was going to say, I learned that from the first MacBook Air, yep. the 11-inch. I bought it in such a small capacity, and I kicked myself every time I had to take it on like right. a work trip because it was never enough. So I don't do the same with phones. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm just, I'm just looking at my – so I maxed out the, 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 uh, the Pixel 6 Pro – and I've been using it since like what October, and I've I've used 319 gigabytes out of the 512 gigs total, 
which is that's, which I'm impressed. And that and that's the result of like just as you say, I'm I'm if if I want to if I want to copy a, a movie or uh, or or an album from my library to this, I don't think about it. I don't care. If I want to download a yeah. YouTube video, I don't think about it. I don't care. Uh, I don't think it's just it's just so freeing to not have to worry about mm-hmm. uh, like taking p- taking pictures that you didn't attend to that you didn't think you'd be taking lots of pictures you didn't you didn't think that you'd be uh, you'd be seeing uh, uh, Randolph Mantooth star of uh, the hit seventies uh, action series Emergency like right there at the Costco and so you're just taking all kinds of like high res high definition high frame rate video <laughs> and saying oh no I, I'm going to run out of storage before he like starts like uh, look at shopping for olives so I think that's and that was going to be the best part of the video uh, and just no just, okay <laughs> keep keep rolling who cares <laughs> be as wasteful uh. as you want I know that I know that that attitude got us into this climate mess but when it comes to like storage on devices I don't think that it's as bad as destroying our climate I'll I'll, I'll I'm willing to defend that uh, speaking of rolling, do you want to talk a little bit about the cameras? Please. So it's a, not as not as slick, like only one camera and it's only like 12. Two, two cameras two. on the back. There is no uh, there is no optical zoom. There is a very super zoom. <laughs> it's a digi- very uh, excuse me. It's a computer helped digital zoom is what I like to think of it as when it is marketed as super zoom. And that goes up to seven X. It definitely is very choppy there. Uh, nighttime videography can be very, um, be muddled again, just like the idea, uh, like, like a very compressed JPEG, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just to kind of describe what it looks like. Nighttime photography, though, is just as good as the regular Pixel 6, and it still takes, you know, the beautiful uh, time lapse if you want it, if you've got like a plane in the sky, and you can still see the stars if you take the really long exposure. And so I love that that's all there. And that's the benefit that you get from having that tensor chip inside the Pixel 6a, is you get those benefits, but it's very obvious that the glass that is inside this Pixel 6a is not to the capabilities of the regular Pixel 6. You really do need, you know, the lens, the glass that can capture all that light and all that detail. But at the same time, you know, it's just still incredible to me how much light it takes in just because of the way the computer is tuned. At the, at, uh, that's that's what I was thinking too. That, that's one of the reasons why I held on to my Pixel One and my Pixel Four for so long. That it never none of them, uh, excuse me, Pixel Four A for so long, mm-hmm. uh, and because neither of them had camera camera lenses or sensors that were in any way top of range, even for the time that I they remember. were remember, yeah. But the, but there was something <laughs> about like the algorithmic processing that Google did to pictures that made up for made up for not which is not to say that i didn't notice a huge leap in quality when i got the 6 pro but it's not as though i was thinking to myself oh man i gotta, I gotta buy a new camera because this, this, this one doesn't even do this one only does like yep. two strip technicolor only only blues and greens I, who, who wants to live like this as uh, I, I i liked it i liked <laughs> it a lot and so that's that's why i've i was i was so uh, had so much anticipation about the 6 pro the idea of like well if we take like the, the algorithmic stuff and actually make it optically nice how well is it going to work um oh i, I want to ask you about the uh, the 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 bane of pixel 6 existence if you believe people who are writing about it uh is the fingerprint unlock actually faster on the 6a as has been rumored it definitely is about a millisecond faster so very minute, but it's very obvious, too, that there's just different hardware in there. So I still had to um, 
I, I'm still very annoyed at the way that it registers the fingerprint. I know it's trying to be very thorough, but the way the pixels do it is that they really want you to like go in and scan yeah. your thumb. And I get it, <laughs> but <laughs> it's very annoying again, because I have claws. It's very hard for me anyway <laughs> to do that. And so I actually like the other phones that I use that are just like, whatever, just slap your thumb on there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's probably less secure, but I don't care <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know it's it's ease it's, of use. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like John Oliver's like old joke about the the prices at Subway, where it's like mm-hmm. uh, the, where the, the price of a chicken sandwich is suspiciously low. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. for for when you're registering a fingerprint, you want it you 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 don't want it to take so long <laughs> that you regret so having true. done it, but you don't want it to take such a short time that wow, that is a suspiciously short time exactly. to collect the biometric <laughs> data that you say will protect my phone from infiltration. Exactly. That's that's what I was thinking when I was doing the whole unlocking thing. Uh, but it's listen. Overall, this is a really really nice package. Uh, they sent me the seafoam greenish one. I forgot the name of it. I think it was sage green. It's um, there's. I cannot show you how nice this is through the cameras. This camera, right. nor the DSLR. Like I don't know how to show you how nice this green is in person. It is very nice. I really love color. I wish that we would use more color on phones. I do think this is a very, you know, drab world as it is. So a little color would be nice. Um, The hardware, by the way, one of the lightest pixels. Well, it's lighter compared, excuse me, to the Pixel 6. I shouldn't say that because the Pixel 3 was super light. One of the lightest pixels I've held, let's say, in the last generation Um, somebody mentioned to me that they're actually looking for a lighter phone for, I think they have a parent who has a disability. So just like the density of a phone is very, really important for their ability to use it. And so this is definitely like, this is a nice little light thing compared to the pixel six, the smaller one There's a difference. You know, there there was, there's that big story because, because it involved Captain America, uh, that hit like last week before, about how Chris Evans was complaining about he misses his like iPhone six. He misses the home button, and he also yes, and and ah. and also that he thought that the the newer iPhones they're like too heavy, and oh well, Captain America thinks his little phone is too heavy. But then you read like his explanation, and it made me think about something that I hadn't really considered before. That in addition to people who have dexterity problems, who really do need every every ounce, every gram is a, is going to be an additional problem. He was talking about like times when you're kind of holding it awkwardly, and you need like to suspend it by like one major finger because you're trying to do a selfie yes. or something like that. That it, it that the idea that the lighter a phone is, the easier it is for you to manipulate it in your hands. And like, okay, that is a good point. So it's, it's that's mostly because it's like it's a mostly plastic instead of like surgical hip grade steel. Um. Yes, actually, on the edges, that's correct. But you can barely tell when they're next to each other. Yeah. To be quite honest, so whatever they've done really makes it feel premium. I also like, by the way, because but. Again, the trade-off is the lenses aren't very big. But there isn't that considerable bump on the back. Mm. It doesn't protrude. I, I know that, you yeah. like it, Andy, on the Pixel 6 Pro because it gives you a little a little stability when the phone yeah. is down, but I don't um, I don't I don't I just I don't mind it, particularly if it means that hey, uh, let's okay. let, let, let's stop let's let's stop pretending that I would much rather I, I would much rather have half of the the phone's body be slightly slimmer. And I don't even I don't care if the pictures that I take with it are not going to be as good. Gosh darn it! If the left side of the camera is this thick, I want the other side to be to be thin as well. Like yeah, is it? 
it, I think you I think you said in the review that uh, it it is it measures or maybe it, I saw this in the in the in the table uh, comparison table, but it's so it's like a quarter inch smaller than the Pixel Six or the Six Pro. Like does does it feel like a smaller phone in your hand? It does feel smaller side by side. They don't seem it, but it does feel smaller in my hand. If you think about it, it's exactly along the lines of the iPhone SE, right? You've got the smallest variant of all the phones. You know, it's the most affordable variant. Now it has the same chip as the flagship phones, but it's just like tweaked. And even the iPhone SE doesn't have like the best camera abilities compared to what you would get with the iPhone 13. I definitely can't shoot night shots the Mm. way that the Pixel 6a can. So I will say that for sure. But as like a general... Just like I now just see this very beautiful line of mid-range devices that you can choose from if you don't want to spend that full price tag. Yeah. So it's uh it's nice to be here. It's nice to have yeah. this happening around see, us. It's it's always been like I think that uh, I think that one of the things that Pixel did from the from the get-go was uh, really saying here's how good we can make a mid-range to cheap phone. Yes, and so that's this is like for four hundred forty nine dollars a phone with the specs looks pretty good. Like, how do you? I mean, it it seems it seems like a bad time to release the nothing phone like right before like a six A 6A release. Like, how, how do you how do you think it stacks up with like the Samsung Galaxy the A fifty three whatever their mid range is that you like? Yeah, so the thing about the nothing phone is that it's a very different audience yeah. than the Pixel six A. Not just because, I mean, the pricing is maybe it's a little bit more than one of these phones, sure. But the audience, the person that's interested in nothing phone is a very different kind of Android user, first and foremost. Um, The other thing is that when it comes to the Samsung Galaxy A53, is that both Google and Samsung are trying to pick out the best premium features from their flagships and put it in sort of this affordable model. Like they figured, okay, this is the way to sell at this price point. Samsung is more about the, so like if you're really into watching video, I would go for the Samsung Galaxy A53. The uh, screen is bigger. It's Samsung's beautiful AMOLED, which means a little more (laughs) saturated, which is really good for, you know, if you just watch a lot of video. Um, Not to mention, I mentioned it has that uh, expansion slot, but the camera is, you know, it's just a, it's a little bit below the Pixel 6a. Yeah. Okay. Just a little bit though. Yeah. Just because so, the things it's, it can still do quite a lot of wonderful things. <laughs> and it's, it's still a sharper shot than the Pixel 6a, but it can't, it can't do that nighttime photography. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. I still, I, I, I still find myself just doing that stupid thing where, wow, it's totally pitch dark. I can't see anything. Hey, I wonder what will happen if I take a night shot of this. Like, well, I'll exactly, be damned. <laughs> that's what I do every time with the stupid pixels. Sorry, they're not stupid. They're just, I nope, mean nope. stupid in like like the... It, it, pa- it, passes, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it keeps passing the Marie Kondo test. It keeps, it keeps inducing joy. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I even made a TikTok about it, okay? The only... <laughs> I made a TikTok about how much I love the Pixel long long exposure. By the way, somebody left me a comment that was like, you know, it's called long exposure. It's like, yes, I know that's called long exposure, but <laughs> it works really darn well on the Pixel 6. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and the 6 Pro and the 6A. So there you go. Um, I'm rambling now, but that's nope, only nope. because um, 
It's only because I I don't want to keep us going too long, but I do want to say one last thing, though. Sorry. I'm rambling. The software. (sighs) I'm seeing now, I'm finally understanding what this vision for Material U is. It really does fit in when the hardware matches the software. The hardware needs to match the software. I think this is going to be a very important thing going forward for Android. We cannot take Google's version plop it on whatever manufacturer and just give it away. It's no, we, you know we what? have to do some tuning now. I was, I was thinking the exact same thing. Cause I was, uh, we'll start talking about the pixel buds pro, which also opened yeah. for pre-orders right now. Yeah. But that's, it really did hit me as I was looking at the, the store page that this really does look like material design hardware. Like if you just got a yes. screenshot yes. from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, material design Android and you decide, and here are like five different truly wireless headphones which company made which the, the the company that made this this the 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 OS from this screenshot made which of these four you would easily pick out the Pixel Buds Pro cuz it has that same sort of rounded language soft corners the same sort of yes. complementary colors that really uh, fit mm-hmm. in with things they they were really i i i don't want to be one of those like tech commentators who like stops talking about the like, functionality but le- let's talk about the selection of colors the the colorways the palette that they chose like colors are important okay we've yeah. been living in a very drab yep. masculine centered world okay yep well that's that's exceptionally true. color tells a design story that's why material you is all about the color accents yep. because they're trying to tell a design story it's trying to evoke a feeling i completely understand where they're going with this i mean i'm looking at purple tabs right now on my windows pc and, and plus like i was so i'm i've we'll we'll, we'll get it we'll get into like my buying choice uh, like in a yes. moment but uh, well, since we're talking about color like i was trying to think about well okay you got the boring black you got you got to have the there has to be the black there has to be the white but they also have this kind of nice uh, like teal uh, green this kind of nice like kind of like rose not not rose sort of like a softer like desaturated peach like some they they have some interesting colorways that i have not seen like in other devices that that Between really peach feel peach and orange mm-hmm. yeah and so and i was actually thinking to myself like uh, above and beyond uh, what i like about the colors that i actually kind of like like isn't it would it be interesting to decide that you know what i think i want actually where's i've got the i got the page in front of me i, I feel as though is it is our oh, there you go it's <laughs> God, I feel like such a it's available in charcoal, fog, lemongrass and coral. Just let the des- you know how <laughs> many rounds of edits the designers went through yep. for that naming yep. convention. Just let them have it. That's that's see that that's why I know that there was a lot of arguments and that there is somebody <laughs> that for the for the rest of their career at Google, like if their if their career plateaus right here, like 18 years from now. Like new hires are going to say, okay, don't. That, that's Andy. He's actually very good. He's been around forever. But for God's sakes, like, are those pixel? Don't take out the pixel buds. Put in your pocket. Hey, those pixel buds. Did I tell you that you wouldn't have fog if it weren't for me? That was my baby. I went to bat for that color, and people didn't understand you know my vision for the color. But I stuck to my guns. I said, Chet, because oh, I'm sorry, the product manager called Chet. I said, Chet, 
if you're not going to go with fog here, maybe I shouldn't be part of this team. Maybe I shouldn't be part of this company because I understand the conduct, the, the connection. Yeah, Cause yeah, that's someone, someone very much went. You to understand the connection of the Google HQ in downtown San Francisco, how it's always <laughs> covered in fog. That's what it looks like. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but what, so what I was thinking is uh, one of the things that I like about the pixel buds pro, I, I have the pixel buds a, uh, which I love. There might be right. my favorite, even though they're not the nicest quality, earbuds that I have, they might be the ones that I like the most. And I, got, I just got them for free by pre-ordering uh, the, my, my phone. Uh, and one of the things I like about them is that they are really discreet. There's nothing that's really sticking up or sticking out, uh, like with the AirPods or with my my Sony like M3s or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they, they're very comfortable. They said. And I'm so part of it is wondering that maybe I should get like the lemongrass or the coral because I kind of like the idea that the earbud won't call attention to itself but if you're looking you will definitely see that oh he's wearing an earbud is not just he's not just freestyling here he's actually getting his his freestyle rap from eminem whom he's hired to like stay on the video chat and actually coach him through these freestyle raps as part of the as part of the human interface i'm talking about the human to human interface you want to know if people are using technology while you're interacting with them i think I, I'm sad I haven't had any experience with any Pixel Buds thus far, believe it or not. Hmm. I don't know. I went to the Samsung route just because I like the way those first generation Buds looked and they fit in my ear. And because of that, I just didn't really consider the Pixel Buds. But looking at these, these look like these might actually go in my ear. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know, guys, but I'm feeling that lemongrass. And I'm not usually a green person. Hmm. But that lemongrass, no, nah, I'd probably do coral. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, let's be let's be real about what I do. I do coral. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah. a, a, apart from the colors, uh, so the 199 bucks as opposed to 99 bucks for the Pixel Buds A, uh, okay. with the basic rundown of features, you're getting active noise cancellation, uh, which also means you're getting a transparency mode. So if you want to basically hear both the person who's talking to you and what your music is, it'll it'll deal with that. Wireless charging, they make a big deal out of hey, we're not just like sourcing driver chips, we're not just sourcing audio drivers, we're not just sourcing uh, Bluetooth chips or anything. We're, this is all custom chips, all custom audio drivers. So. Uh, hopefully it gives you a better experience than they would if they were just buying yeah. things off the shelf from the tool catalog. Um, then the other note I have is here is I'm quoting here bunches of capitalized features trademark that mean vague things. Uh, so they say they're they're in several places. They mentioned the silent seal feature. And then I'm going through my own notes from like the launch event. And I'm going through other mm-hmm. like notes. I can't see anybody say here's what silent seal really does as opposed to you stick this thing in your ear and music comes into your ear from this thing with some sort of rejecting of noise that's outside there. Um, the <laughs> uh, the last, last thing about features is that so uh, Google didn't actually do the whole like dog and pony hey well pixel buds pro are now here 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 da, 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 da. Uh, they just had a blog post that mostly just boasted about all the multi-point features that uh, the pro are pros uh, supporting so it does support in addition to what seemed to be special sauce that helps it work better with multiple like google and android devices uh, but also supports like standard bluetooth multi-point so any bluetooth device that has bluetooth multi-point will work with this the idea this is this uh, this is addresses like one of my two or three major pain points with Bluetooth that I've got them in my pocket. Now, how do I, do I put these in my ear and then press play on a device and it works? Or do I put these in my ear? My phone doesn't play. And I have to realize, Oh, I've got to go into Bluetooth, 
and either select the device or put the earphones into pairing mode so that I can now repair them with this new device. But no, it'll, it'll remember like multiple devices. And if you have, uh, it, it should be that if I'm working with like two different devices and a phone call comes in, it knows the difference between it'll, re, it'll reject the audio from my tablet and we'll switch to like phone audio and stuff like that. But what the, I mean, the thing, but the thing that I love the most about the Pixel Buds A that I think would be even better maybe with the pro is that I just love how convenient it is to have just one of these things in my left ear and be walking around and having access to the Google assistant. Like as Mm -hmm. I'm walking around New York and as I'm walking around New York, I will like use it for navigation where I don't want to be looking down and checking a phone. I, you know, if I had AR glasses or something like that, I just want to, to, I just want to be in my own world. And then when the, when the, that that nice voice says, you'll be look for in, in about a quarter mile in about uh, 200 feet, turn left at the, on Bumham street. Mm -hmm. And I know I have to start paying attention to stuff as well as being able to take notes as well as being able to be as immersive as I want to, without having to look at damn devices. Um, so it's, it's very attractive and we've, I think I've mentioned from time, from time to time, I keep going through like this passion play, this soap opera of my God, I've got this $111 store credit at the Google store that the, because I'm a Google web member. We're in a recession. That's a lot of money. Yeah, no, no, it it is. So that's like, I (laughs) I keep waffling between, uh, uh, at first I thought, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to set that aside for the pixel watch because I should probably give it a chance And I don't know if, I, if Google is going to like send me one for review and be nice to have one for long-term review anyway. But then I keep thinking that I would be, I would just, I would just be so upset if it turns out to be another piece of junk, just like pretty much uh, I'm, piece of junk is too much to say. I'm, I'm saying that what I'm, what I'm hoping every time that I check out a new uh, Google Wear device, whether it's something I've bought or something that I've been loaned for review, I am thinking about the experience that I have with this bare bones Fitbit that cost me a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. And I keep hoping that this new Google wear device will be in a material way better to me than this hundred dollar, $150 device. And it never delivers that way. It never delivers the, I'm willing to put this on every single day because, Oh my God, I can't, I can't even think about leaving the house without it. Uh, and so for that reason, I, I keep waffling between sticking to my original game plan and it'll be, it'll, it'll hurt a lot less to spend $300 or however much this costs. That's going to be released probably with the uh, pixel seven in October, but they don't know. They haven't said how much it's going to cost yet, but probably close to an Apple watch or a little bit more. So it, it would hurt a lot less to spend $275 to buy this $275 pixel watch that I don't necessarily have a lot of faith in if I spent $110 less on it. But part of me is saying that, or you could get the Pixel Buds Pro for like $80, which is a successor to a device that you've had a lot of pleasure with that you're probably going to, that addresses the few things that you're complaining about the first thing. You'll probably actually be using this a year from now. Um, and then, and then there's the other complication is that, well, yeah, but you already have the Pixel Buds A and they work. So why are you spending money on something that just does the same thing only a little bit better? So I don't know. I'm, I'm giving myself, I'm giving myself one the for each room. Yeah, <laughs> I'll leave one bud like 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 breadcrumbs. <laughs> so that, multi-room audio. You should be able to do multi-room audio for like your your, your pet your pet gerbil or whatever your pet hamster <laughs> for all for all the different like compartments in his Aww, habit trail. Rodents need audio too. <laughs> you should, but you, you should definitely try these. It's so so much of the, so much of what makes earbuds work is just the physical design. Like I, I love I love the sound of uh, my. Uh, Sony, the, not the latest version of their all their, their premium in ears, but like the previous version, which I because I, I got like a 
refurbished and I got it for like a half off, maybe even like two thirds off. And I really, really love them, but they're big and they're kind of chunky. They don't sit in my ears really, really well. The balance is kind of weird. So I, it's, I, I, this is why like I would much rather use these $99 earbuds with, without the bells and whistles than this, these ones that cost like $300, but made from Apple, made from Sony that unfortunately they're kind of cumbersome. I don't know. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm giving it the weekend. Maybe I'll buy, I think I'll buy them on Monday. Yeah, I'm gonna, I was going to say, they'll be out next week. So they, they intend to make more than out. one day's production run. So exactly. So it's going to be fine. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share my burden and make it partially your burden to listen to. Uh, next, we're just going to talk about uh, yeah, Google's making new AR glasses, whether they're going to be selling them or whether it's going to be another point of embarrassment leads to some questions. Uh, and then we, again, our friend is working for YouTube. We'll see how much we can sort of like get our, get our hands in the till and benefit from that, or that association after this. Well, let's, let me, let me take everybody back to the misty years of 2021. Uh, <sighs> God, seven years I, ago. <laughs> I I I I couldn't believe I wore my hair that way in 2020. I mean, you know, you're young, you feel you feel like that's cool, and then you're looking at that picture. You don't you can't even imagine being a year older and being embarrassed by the way that you <laughs> the clothes or the music. Sorry, uh, what I'm saying is that 2021. I'm, I'm mentioning this because uh, the Google I/O keynote. They mentioned they gave a really great demo of Project Starline about how hey, here's the something that we're testing to make video oh, conferencing right. more real, and it's kind of like being sitting at the same table with this window between the two of you, using all these amazing technologies. Uh, I remember. And they had like a. It didn't seem like they were actors who were like, oh my god, it's like it's like my 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 friend. Is is right there and uh, hi my friend isn't it great to see you how's how's auntie how's very this? convincing googlers that's who right was. <laughs> right because this was experimental and so we're thinking that okay is this something that you're planning on shipping sometime you're planning on selling people these ultra high definition ultra high frame rate <laughs> perfect mm-hmm. lighting monitors uh and it turned uh, so for, for for so far it's vaporware uh, they never announced it as a product that seemed like hey here's some research that we're doing that if we want to distract people from like congressional attention that we're getting we can show you all these advanced things that we are looking at at this point and the similar product this year was a pair of ar glasses again same thing like a a living living clear clearly a living room set at at a studio but two people like talking to each other one was wearing these like only slightly buddy hollyish looking glasses and and saying, oh, I don't, it's my grandchild. I don't understand English, but it's being translated right in front of my eyes as I go. And it's beautiful and miraculous and blah, blah, blah. And Can we just very quickly appreciate the living room set? <laughs> uh, it's become such a tech trope. Yep. <laughs> it's just like the living room where people hang out, real warm-blooded people. <laughs> You can you can tell I'm a I'm authority video video YouTuber because look I've got the right fake plant and it's positioned in the exact right place. I, I'm not one of those YouTubers who has this, the IKEA the the IKEA cubbies filled with random crap. No 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 that's who I was five hundred thousand subscribers ago. Uh, no shade. We uh, all started there. Okay. No well. Okay, I I don't want to insult anybody. I, I this is not intended as an as an insult. But as soon as I started yes. like years ago, seeing the trope of I, I can understand like if, if this if this screen were not behind me, this like little partition were not behind me, you would see like my actual like work desk and you would, it would be filled with clutter, filled with random things. Some things were interesting. Some things would be you should really take that dish and scrape either scrape the food off or you should probably just put it in a plastic bag and throw it out at this point. But 
so but when people realize that hey i i should i uh, instead of just having like what my office really looks like with a mix of natural things that i put there for my own enjoyment and other things i'm working on it's like i just gonna fill the back of the back of the, the back wall with random crap doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter it's, it's like being like at what at like at the TGI Fridays in like the nineties where why is there half of a wooden sled like nailed to the wall? And why is there like a Mm. broken Sitco sign next to it? Because that's our aesthetic random stuff with no context or reason to be there nailed up against the wall. And so after, after you start seeing it, you can't, you can't stop seeing it. That's, 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 or I can't stop seeing it. So that's why I hopefully I, I'm trying, not trying to be mean, but anyway, okay. Getting back to what we're talking about here, though. Uh, so yeah, the, we had every reason to believe that these prototype augmented reality glasses were the exact same thing. Where yes, we're doing some basic research, but it's something that actually makes a cool video. So we decided to make a cool video. Don't put any money on us ever shipping anything even remotely like this. But it turns out that it's. I still wouldn't put any money on them shipping anything remotely like that. But they are at least allowing these research prototypes to leave the Google campus. They had a really curious blog post a couple of days ago uh they're not announcing true here's our new ar product with a with no with no ship date or no but they weren't even saying all they were doing was almost like giving you a hurricane warning but almost almost like when like someone is like physically moving a house or a big boat and they have to shut down a street or two oh. to get everything and, and take down power lines, to get through. And so they will warn everybody, by the way, between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. on Thursday, uh, this big boat is going to be going all the way down like Manhattan Street. And so you're, that's, there's going to be no traffic there, no parking on either side. So if, so they made this blog this post. This isn't even a blog post. It's a support page. No, no, it's, it's two things. They, they had a... Um, they oh, made, they did a blog post. They did too? a blog post okay. that basically says that. Oh, there it is. Uh, they, that basically says what it is. So they're basically saying yes, that yes. not they're calling it quote real world testing unquote of prototype augmented reality glasses. They're calling it quote small scale testing in public settings with AR prototypes worn by a few dozen Googlers and select trusted tested testers. And I think you can guess that by select trusted testers, you mean Marquez Brownlee. I Justine, <laughs> people, people, people who are bringing in bringing in some viewership to YouTube. I'm guessing that they already they, they already have them or they're they're on the list to get them. Uh, but not so. That's not something. That's not like Google Glass where hey, we're going to be making them in limited quantities and you have to basically apply and tell us why you would like to give us fifteen hundred dollars for them. It really does seem like they want to see they they want a, a second try at something that's at a wearable like Google Glass. They don't want to make the same mistakes they made with Google Glass 10 years ago, which were could have been a surprise to a lot of people. I don't think I can really fault. I was surprised by the virulence of the opposition to Google Glass about the idea of, you see, Google is, Google is sending these people out wearing cameras on their faces to know, collect information about everybody. But you had to be living in the Bay Area at the time to really understand why. Like, that was just, they released it into, it was like, it was like, let them eat cake. <laughs> It was like, well, we're sending out all these people into the world with like our, you know, our glasses. And so the people who were struggling to live in San Francisco were like, ah, techie scum. Yeah. So these were fifteen hundred dollar like glasses, too. They weren't they weren't being made exactly, in quantity to which, get the price down. So 
Yeah. yeah. So I, I get that. But it really was like you you were scum by simply saying Not that. Not to be in, def- in defense of people getting punched, that, but okay, you know. That, that, crosses, just, that crosses a line. But I want to bring some context to the times yeah. in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, so it seems obvious in retrospect that especially a company like Google saying, hey, by the way, we have this thing that looks silly on people's faces, uh, even though they were explicit. It when, did. Yeah, it did. Well, it did. I mean, but uh, they were explicit when they showed them off at Google I.O. that we're, we we don't know how society will react to this. We don't know how people will use this. So we have to do like a widespread experiment where we have people of all walks of life using these and having experiences that they then report back on. Uh, and so it sounds as though they're, they're doing the same sort of playbook with a lot of differences. One of them being that these don't look like Google Glass. They look like, again, pretty pretty much standard like Buddy Holly glasses. Nothing terribly different from the glasses that like I'm wearing now. Like you, so it's they're not there to they're black rim glasses. They're not there to like disappear in my face. But they don't. That's not the only thing you would notice about them on my face. Secondly, uh, that they seem to have a a real folks a, a real purpose as opposed to here are some cool things we've decided to put on this wearable. I mean. Uh, uh, I think Sergey was the was it Larry or Sergey who showed them off at Google I.O. Do you remember? I was going to say Sergey. I think it yeah, was Sergey. I think it was Sergey. But I, do, I also wasn't there for that Google I.O. I didn't go to Google I.O. until the year after that, unfortunately. But but so one of the things he was talking about is, or one of the product managers, said, oh, well, I was playing with my kid and I love to, I don't I, I don't want to stop playing with him to t- pick up my phone and shoot video, but now I can play with my kid and shoot video of this wonderful moment that we're having together. Whereas this is, they're really specific, at least about the stuff that they're testing with it. Pretty much an expansion of what they demonstrated uh, at Google I.O. So they're being really specific about what this is going to be used for and also the stuff that they're going to be testing. A quote, we are testing new experiences such as translation, transcription, and navigation on AR prototypes. So they're already like, if they're, if they're, putting, if they're putting the wheels on a potential new product, I like that very much because Apple is one of the names that always comes up in discussion of like companies that are going to be rolling out cool new AR hardware, but they're, they're still very much in the camp of, well, why would I spend potentially two to $3,000 on the, your wonderful AR goggles? If I'm not in the military or in industry with training and stuff like that, why would I as a consumer spend many hundreds, if not many thousands of dollars? And they keep coming back to, yes, but uh, look, you see the, see the stegosaurus. Well, now the stegosaurus is on your living room table and you can walk around and see from, well, that's not a $3,000 experience to me very much. But just as I kept, uh, I was mentioning earlier about how I kind of like the audio augmented reality experience of having uh, a pixel bud in my ear. If it were just, here is a display where it could discreetly, here's where you turn or discreetly as I'm looking at uh, a, a storefront saying, here's what that sign says in English. That would be interesting to me. I, I wouldn't have $3,000 to spend on it, but at least it's something that I can relate to. I think one of the really most hard earned lessons that they got from the Google Glass experience was how quickly the story can get away from them if they don't yes. get their version of the story out first. Yes, um, yes. The Google Glass, a lot of people had very legitimate concerns about privacy with them, but most of them that I saw were really overblown compared with what this hardware could actually do. Uh, whereas here, they're saying this, this does have the, these prototype devices. They do have cameras and microphones, but they are not being used. There's no features for taking pictures or recording video. They're just there so that if the if so that conceivably if you're looking at a sign the camera can read what the sign says and then put the and then place the augmented reality translation in the right place depending on where someone is looking um there uh, the you mentioned a, a help article which goes into a lot more detail about how we are 
uh, we're not just giving these away to like people who said they'll, they'll, they'll tell us the experience. It's like, no, they are being given specific training uh, about how to use these, about uh, quote, quote, rigorous, rigorous testing, uh, testing, about the testing protocol, privacy and safety, as well as quote, best practices for operating appropriately, safely and responsibly in a real world environment. They are also uh, giving them strict limitations on where they can operate and what kind of activities they can engage in while yeah. operating them. Uh, they're saying that uh, for instance, uh, they're uh, they, they are going to be using them in public, but they're forbidden from using them in any place that might be sensitive. I think specifically, uh, they are uh, mentioning uh, here it is: schools, government buildings, healthcare locations, places of worship, social service locations, areas meant for children, like schools and playgrounds, emergency response locations, rallies or protests, and other similar places. Uh, that of course they can't; they're forbidden from using them while driving, operating heavy machinery, engaging in sports etc. Uh, that's good stuff to get out there. They're also mentioning that this is a prototype and they are testing uh, that although it doesn't have photography or video modes, if at some point the test software says, hey, I need to, I need to retain this piece, this, this picture of this piece of video to, to attach to a bug report or something, there is also in the help mm. doc, here is, our, here is our privacy and security protocol for like what happens to that image. Like we will we will blur fa- identifiable information like faces and license plates before we send it to a server. The server is not going to be accessible by anybody outside of like the researchers uh, that are directly working on it and it will be deleted after 30 days. Basically, we're, what we're getting at is that any time that someone says, well, here's another way that Google wants to like, – if I'm just walking down the street, uh, INS is going to know like 10 seconds later because Google is going to hand over this information and say, hey, Andy was walking on this street at this time. Said, well, no, that's absolutely not what's going to happen. This <laughs> Unless they unless they really stuck their net out and said we're gonna we're gonna put the biggest tarball of lies out there possible of things we have no intention of ever do, ever doing because we want to be broken up by the government so yeah it's it's interesting I, I I like the idea of a normal normal looking pair of glasses that do AR I'm I like the idea of these doing something that's actually useful I also like the idea of not just simply releasing this into the world, but by saying, here is what we're doing. We're going to do a public test. It's going to be very limited, but we want you to know what's happening, what we're doing. Because it indicates, it suggests to me, although it doesn't promise to me, that they are going to make a very thoughtful and well-considered product as opposed to, hey, now every t- every third person you talk to is going to be wearing these ski mask goggles with a video image of their eyes projected in front of them. That's going to really creep you out. And by the way, you will know that this person, whoever you're talking to, has $2,000 to waste that you certainly do not because you have kids and a mortgage. Yes, I have to say it's very much the same strategy as what yeah. they're doing with Waymo. Good point. And I also, by the way, don't think that the influencers are going to be getting access to this. I think they really do want legitimate, like, people who just want to try it out the same way that they want just regular people who want to take rides in the Waymo cards. The same reason nobody has called me to take a ride in a Waymo car. <laughs> Good point. Like, I am an influencer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming that's why. Um, I will. I am going to try and apply, though. <laughs> Let's see if yeah. they pick me. There, there is. Oh, they'll a- see. So apparently the only thing, the only mention they make about uh, like, hey, if you want to be a tester, they're mostly anticipating that people are going to be inundating them with questions. But hey, uh, sure. how, how do you how do I become part of the part of the test group? They will basically they will send you to like a very generic uh, participate in research programs sort of form. Uh, I can't actually I cannot sign up for this because they give you a gift card at the end. 
Uh, That's ethics. a nope from me and my ethics. Well, it's all right. I'll get those glasses when they come out. See, right about that, that. That's, that's why you and I will never be an influencer because we don't, we, we're not, we don't have the, we, we don't have the, the sophistication to say, gee, why, why is Facebook sending me a $2,000 Samsung side-by-side refrigerator freezer loaded with like Mountain Dew uh, when that's attached to a press release about how changes they're making to their search algorithms. Okay. It's but a- that's an incredible press kit. Whatever you just <laughs> conjured up there, I want it. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll, I just, I just, this that, that came up because that that's the sort of stuff that annoys me about YouTube. Because my, my, Microsoft did the same. thing. You don't thing. want a green refrigerator packed with green cans of Mountain Dew? Come on, okay, Andy. If I, if I, if I, if I won it in a jingle writing contest, yes, I'd be all over that. If, okay. If I got a phone call from like Microsoft PR saying that, hey, we've heard people online joking about how the new Xbox looks like a fridge, and we'd like to send you a little something, wink, wink. It's going to be coming by a via freight. And it's going to be a widely decorated so box, so I, I, with so a big bow on it. To my I, life. Now I, I know that you know I, I know that this will no this will not look good. Uh, it's by no means looking good for something you could actually shoot a video of and do a live stream and put in one of your videos for your 80 million subscribers. That's not, we just, we just decided that a big red bow with a big comical tag on it was exactly the way we can get it through customs like that. And it's like, uh, you, you made this thing just to sort of like urge a creator to make a video about this thing and talk about your product. And this, the, the fridge has nothing to do with the Xbox. And I'm I, I I get that there's a there's a pie chart in my head where some of this is a completely legitimate beef that creators need to defend themselves against. And part of it is simply that I grew up in a generation where like if you wrote for a newspaper, like you couldn't even yeah. let someone buy you a club sandwich during a meeting. Yeah. It was like if if they found out that they, we, we had a meeting like over lunch and they picked up the tab and it literally was like an, uh, an eighteen dollar club sandwich, they would expect that club sandwich to appear on an expense report. And so it's so it's on some things it's hard for me to wrap my round my head around. Hey, they gave you this twelve hundred dollar appliance for free. How does that not leave you compromised, or how does how does that not leave you with the, at least the perception of being compromised, or at least being easily manipulated into creating content that promotes a certain product? So again, there's a pie chart. How big each of these two slices is, it's up to you. But that's that's why it always like annoys me that uh, hey, and Intel sent me this weird box. It's got this dry ice thing. Come, I wonder and flashing lights. I wonder what this is all about. I, I I thought that gee, I may as well shoot a video about it. Yeah, yeah, gee, you may as well shoot a video about this. Hollywood prop looking container that just has a press release and a sample of a new CPU that Intel's coming up. But Hey, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm being, I'm being mean spirit here. And I should, so I just, so I'm just going to wish Google the best of luck with their new uh, augmented reality project. Hope it works out. Hope they learn some good things. I hope they avoid making mistakes that they're going to regret. That might lead to some product managers deciding to pursue other interests uh, with the full blessings and support of Google mm. later on. Mm. Uh, speaking mm. of people moving on to uh, big things, we are running late, but I did have to shout out to my friend, uh, Renee Ritchie, uh, and my co-host of the of the uh, MacBreak Weekly podcast over on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, he announced that, hey, I'm taking this new job, and as a result, I don't have time to do uh, this podcast anymore, so this is my last week here. Uh, and so I, my, my head was filled with a lot of ideas on what that could be. He, like three or four years, he used to be uh, the editor-in-chief of iMore, uh, did a lot of good work there. He 
basically left iMore to devote himself to YouTube as a YouTube creator full time. That was like four or five years ago. So there was some overlap. He was running the iMore YouTube channel, but clearly he found like a passion in making videos about technology yeah. instead of writing about it because he really threw himself into it. And it was fun to see him like improve like uh, week to week and the, the amount of energy he had to keep up with that incredible pace. Uh, so I had a lot of guesses as to what what that job would be. Turns out that he's been hired as YouTube's new creator liaison. This was a uh, he's only the second person to hold that job. The first person uh, had been a Googler for about, excuse me YouTube uh, excuse me worked for YouTube for about ten years. Matt Koval uh, held the post uh, for two years and decided he was leaving uh, about in February. And so Renee's job is going to be. As the name entails, uh, suggests, uh, I'm quoting his uh, Twitter announcement, uh, his job is, uh, quote, helping advocate for creators inside YouTube so they can better understand and empathize with us and in the community, helping creators to better understand how YouTube works, educating, empowering, and most of all, listening so we can all better benefit from everything YouTube has to offer, unquote. And I thought I, th- I thought this was a I'm I'm encouraged by this hire because I would have been I would have been like less encouraged if it were some if they gotten like an old timer and by old timer I mean that someone who started uh, making YouTube videos seriously like ten years ago because the algorithm has changed the nature of the business has changed there is yeah. a lot less meat on the bone left and a lot more competition for attention if you want to be a successful yep. YouTuber now it's a much much more intense sharp elbowed and methodical sort of thing than it used to be even five years ago. I also like the fact that uh, he ha- uh, his channel has been growing. I think he's up to 300 and something thousand uh, subscribers, 50 million views, which is a lot, particularly compared to me who uploads maybe two videos a year. But I like that it's, a, again, a, a middling sort of uh, sort of successful enough that he knows what's successful and what he has to do to gain subscribers and become an earner on YouTube. Again, not so much that he is getting like a free $2,000 refrigerator that's going to give him an instant like 10 million views every single time. Uh, he does still have to scrap for like every view that he gets and every bit of growth that he gets. So that's that's all good right. stuff. I, don't, I, I have to say, though, that I don't I don't. Uh, I don't envy him because there are if he's if he really is going to be YouTube's liaison, as he says, a lot of it is going to be skills that I know that that Renee has, which is basically making those making human connections between like other people in a community. That's one of the reasons why I think I more like, became so successful under his leadership. It's one of the reasons why his channel was so successful where like, I would be, I would not be the person who like says, gee, I bet I could, I, you know, I, I kind of like this person's videos who has like 10 minute, 10 times more subscribers than, than I do. I felt better if I reach out to him, we do like a collaboration together. Like I wouldn't be thinking about that at all. Whereas he will be outreaching to other people, but Hey, let's do something together. Let's combine our audiences. Let's do stuff like that. Uh, but it's not just about like convincing, helping people to succeed in YouTube. It should also be a lot of like jumping up and down on the desks of YouTube senior management, screaming that we can't be screwing our creators as much. This is un- this is inappropriate. This is unacceptable. Why are we doing this? Mm. Why aren't we fixing this? Because I mean, so many, t- I, again, we're running long, so I can't turn this into like a half hour rant, but time, so many of the bookmarks that I make, about stories that I'm, I want to keep on top of are just mm-hmm. stupid, arbitrary things that YouTube management and policies do to make yeah. YouTube a horrible place to try to yeah. make a living at. I mean, I, I, I pulled I pulled out just two like example specific examples, and this is just I'm telling you just from the last week. One of my favorite YouTubers, Fran Blanche, uh, 
she is a really good, really fun engineering channel. And a lot of it is like vintage stuff. It's not about, hey, look, here's this toy oh, A-track no. computer player that, that we, it's, it's like, no, I, I, I collect, uh, I collect vintage, uh, vintage uh, uh, footage from like the Apollo missions on auction sites. And she has this huge collection of like, I'm not talking about like VHS documentaries. I'm saying that this is like a reel of 60 millimeter footage presented by NASA to like institutions to, uh, to show like what this mission was and just raw uh, footage of interviews and stuff. And she will actually, she has a telescene machine like in her lab. And so she's actually just putting these 16 millimeter reels that she owns like on this machine, converting them to video and posting them. And she, she, she is not afraid to thank God to talk about like problems that she has with copyright strikes where she uh, the, recently was mm. the, the anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing. And so she did like sort of a greatest hits montage of like a lot of the stuff from a lot of these films that she owns and she got it got struck down by like four different like copyright trolls making claims and she just made it really clear here's why it sucks because it's uh, the in her because this is not the first time she's had problems like this where the takedown takedown notices simply come that's not that there's no responsibility for the person who's making the copyright claim to prove that this thing happened uh she was she was I mean, to, to, just to make it clear how silly this, this stuff was, was, is one of the claimants was claiming that she had stolen the, the, the made, a, made a visual claim that uh, the visual part of one of her videos, again, one of these 16 millimeter movies, uh, had been stolen from uh, a heavy metal music video published in 2003, even though <laughs> this film like originated in like 1972. And you would think that she could just say, okay, well, I'm going to take a picture of this film cartridge so they can see that it's impossible. But no, they don't want to hear it. They just simply took all the profits that she was going to be making uh, from that video and given it to, like, the copyright troll. And uh, actually, mm. and there's, there's another favorite YouTuber that uh, she's a, uh, an engineer and a maker from Shenzhen, China, uh, who has a rather dramatic personal appearance. Uh, 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 she, 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 uh, she, presents her body in the way that she she wants to i have to which is very very sexy actually her name uh, her uh, social media name is real sexy cyborg mm-hmm. and i have to admit that when the algorithm first like uh, popped one of those videos up i thought okay well this is i bet this is just like some model who is trying to like use sex to get a but no this it really is this is just how she presents herself and all of her content is really about engineering and about making and about the unique position of technology in Shenzhen, China. Uh, and she actually posted a, a video recently that kind of, because she'd been running into some problems that uh, here is the story about why I dress this way and mm-hmm. talking all about like how, she, what, what life was like when she was growing up and how dressing this way suddenly empowered she felt like this was the true her she was empowered she was expressing herself in a way why did she have to explain that (laughs) nobody should have to explain that exactly right uh and it's and uh, (laughs) also the fascinating story about here is what uh here's what life is like uh for non-heterosexuals in china and here's what the community is like and again just just like like i felt ashamed for like making leaping to conclusions for the first couple of videos I saw years ago before thinking that, okay, I'm, I'm convinced that this is just the way she chooses to dress. That is not my business. Uh, the content is wonderful and that's not the way she dresses is not a problem. And it's certainly not her problem. I shouldn't make it her problem. Uh, And yeah, we're in a world in which she really has to like, uh, I don't think she, I think it was very generous of her to make that video because I think that it was, it was 100%. it, It wasn't defiant. It wasn't angry. It was, let me tell you my story. 
And that's, this is one of the most, I, uh, I'm going to give you a link to it because it really is one of the best things I've ever seen in YouTube in terms of personal content where you understand the world a little bit better than you did. And you also understand the importance of not judging, not that, Hey, you know what? I'm going to overlook this. It's like, no, no, no. You don't overlook it. You, it was not, this was not yours to judge to begin with. This, you're not saying that you're a good person because, hey, this person dresses really sexy, but I'm not going to let that get in the way of, no, 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 you, that doesn't matter. That's, she dresses the way she wants to dress. She presents her body the way that she wants to present her body. It is her body. She can do that. Uh, so, that so that's why I really think it's a very, very, again, I'll, be, I'll make sure I give you the link to it because it really is. So I can link you'll, it, you'll, yep. be, you'll be so surprised and you'll feel like you've learned a lot uh, by the end of this. But unfortunately, because she is she does have a very like Dolly Parton ish sort of mode of uh, of, uh, of presenting her body. She gets sort of like shadow banned often uh, on uh, on by YouTube itself. And uh, so she she someone. Uh, ah, yes. Yeah. So so someone someone uh, responded to uh, Renee's post about being an advocate by saying hey you should you should like sort of defend real real sexy cyborg because she's having she's having like regular problems for years with youtube and she replied that yep the youtube youtube knows and have confirmed via humans that they have no intention of stopping although they gave me a rep uh, and he was appropriately embarrassed it seems so that was nice stem and diy on youtube is for men even if they need a little help and youtube's thumb on the scale it's like yeah i mean this is this is the these are the problems that we're hitting where people at some point Something happened. YouTube, the organization, the algorithms does something to creators that is completely out of line, completely unjustified, completely ridiculous. And then when you when you as the person that's being affected tries to make this right, you're talking to a brick wall. And that's what they have yeah. to do. They have, that's what they have to address. I, I would never try. I would never put my a good part of my livelihood into depending on YouTube for uh, for uh, for my income because. I know that they would just cut the stick and cut the string at any moment for any reason. And there's nothing I could do about it. That's the impression I get. And I think that's justified. Yeah. Okay. Good for Renee. <laughs> so good. So congratulations, Renee. <laughs> congratulations, Renee. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for being my friend. And also thanking you for giving me an excuse to tee off on YouTube for being just a bunch of jerks for so in so many ways to so many of their creators. Yeah. And on that note, we should end this very, very long episode. Uh, Flo, uh, people gonna be look, should be looking forward to your Pixel 6a review uh, tomorrow. Uh, anything else happening? When's the next Gadgets coming on? Uh, I think Gadgets will be out on Friday. Hey. It's on Gizmodo's YouTube page. And uh, I will be talking again all about the Pixel 6a. If you need to check out where my work is, you can go to flowrights.tech for my bylines over at gizmodo.com. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Oh, also, anybody listening, I will be on All About Android next week Yay. showing off the new phones. So tune in next Tuesday. As for me, uh, spell my last name correctly on Instagram or Twitter to find out what I'm at, up to at any given moment. Um, you can also check out I'm, I'm on uh, WGBH Boston Public Radio tomorrow. And so if you can check that out by going to WGBHnews.org, where they usually have the, the live stream, but also they snip out my uh, part of it and they make that a special like extra stream later on. Uh, they also find, I also found out that they have uh, they started live streaming on YouTube uh, from the studio. So that means that I, I don't know how I'm going to solve that problem tomorrow where it's like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be I will be there after two hours on public transportation. I really think I'm just going to have to, like, keep dry clothes in my bag. Go into the restroom yeah, at the library and change sorry. into them. You know what? Carry some Ziplocs as well. Ugh. 
I've been putting everything in Ziplocs this summer. Every every bit of Mona's clothes. It's it's fine. That's what they're for, to put things <laughs> into them, not just food. It's a, it's so hard because I, I promise you I'm ending the show, but it's like this is this is the sort of weather where like normally I'm the person who is like, look, I'm too old and I don't want to be another like middle-aged out of shape guy who's wearing like a, a, a polo shirt and cargo shorts and like a, and, 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 and sandals. So I'm going to wear, it's, it's not going to, I'm not going to be that hot, but I'm going to wear like long, like pants. I'm going to wear something a little bit nicer than that. Do you have linen? I have, I don't know. I should, I have one linen jacket that probably can't. The problem with linen is that it's lightweight, but you can't like ball it up, roll it up and put it in your bag. Cause it'll look like I know uh, all accordion I know, style without the downy spray also coming with you, but it doesn't always work. Uh, <laughs> and I so, and I so want to be in studio. I know, summer problems. <laughs> I know it's like, I could see if I just stay home, I'm, I'm, I got the shot clock on. I promise you. But I, I, yes, I'm, I'm not stalling because I don't want to go back to work after we finish recording. But uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> sure. It's just it's like if I, all I have to do is like oversleep by like 20 minutes, miss that train, which means. Oh, I, no, Andy, no, don't do that. Don't no put cons- that in. But, 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 but hear me out. There are no consequences to doing that. I simply send a text message to the producer and saying, oh, by the way, I'll be doing this remotely, just like many guests and like contributors do. That means that like I can just like have all my clothes dry and like on a hanger, like waiting for like 1238 p.m., run into the shower, <laughs> take a five minute, like cold, refreshing shower and get all the stink and all the visible like gloss off of me, run back in, get the, get those, the, get those nice dry clothes on, get the fan on me until like 30 seconds before we go on to air. And I will look like I'm salon perfect, but no, I do want it. You're right. I do want to be, <laughs> the, I do want to be like a big disgruntled, like sweaty yes. guy in the middle of no, the, the, yeah. the, the library is the library in the studio. will be fun. Anyway, be so that will be that for this to us this week. Finally, I'm sorry. We're having too much fun. Uh, thank you for listening to us this time. We hope you listen to us again next time. Until then, have a happy, healthy and safe seven days, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.